everyone. Welcome to Podcast Insider. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined today not by Mike Dell, but by Mackenzie Bennett. Mackenzie, how are you? I'm doing well. Happy to fill in for Mike. Yeah, he uh, he's, he's off doing something today. I'm not sure exactly what, but a little PTO. Mm-hmm. We all need that from time to time. But That's what uh, it's for. Yep. And you are your man in the office. Uh, yeah. The, the studio that doesn't get too much use down in Columbus. Yeah, it's it's getting its use today. And um, I don't know how much use it'll get in the future because I bought one of those MV7s. I think that's oh. what it was from sure at Podcast Movement to be able to use it at my house. Oh, nice. So just so, plug in and go. Yeah. Next time I'm on here in a couple of weeks with Mike, I think that's what I'm going to be using. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, it'd be fun. Well, we've got some news for everyone today. We've got a best practice. We've got stuff happening here at Blueberry. We've got a pro tip. No interview and a question of the week. Boy, oh boy, Cyril just keeps on kicking here in the news. It, it never seems to end, but I'm going to see if I pronounce his name correctly. Aden Syed? Adnan Syed. Oh, there we go. Whose story was the focus of Serial has been released. So yes. what's the skinny on that? What's going to what's happening there? So overall, Serial back in 2014, that was a big hit. Uh, their first season of the show. It was about the case from Adnan Syed with Haley Min, a murder case. Um, he was put in prison as a juvenile and has been in there for 23 years and was just released on Monday of this week, a couple days ago. The state did a motion to vacate his sentence, essentially Mm. saying that prosecutors did not handle his case correctly. And that was mainly what Serial was about, saying that like his, they don't know if he did it or not, essentially that um, the case was not, you know, didn't really seem credible to actually have him Wow. In prison. 23 so, years. That's a long time to be in yeah, prison. 23 years. I mean, there's been an enormous amount of speculation ever since that show came out. Um, there's been an HBO documentary about it as well. And then uh, the woman, Rabia, Ch- Rabia Chaudhary, that suggested it to the This American Life team in the first place to do. Um, she ended up doing a podcast with two other attorneys um, called Undisclosed later to look into it as well. So do they think he was innocent or just didn't get a good trial? Do we know? It seems as though the Undisclosed podcast, um, because Rabia Chaudhry, who suggested doing this and like brought up the case in the first place, is a family friend and is very much convinced that, you know, he did not do this. Um, mm-hmm. Serial really focused on like this seems like it didn't go properly right 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 you know it's it is a it shouldn't come as a surprise depending on what type of defense if you have a public defender if you have a lawyer if what the state does that was a huge part of it yeah there's lots of things that can go sideways and um well a 23 years is a long time to spend in prison if you did not do something so um, of course, that is not fully known, but still, at least again, and I don't have the background on the case because I, I did not listen to Serial myself. But uh, wow. Well, you can tell podcasts do have an impact or at least several podcasts had an impact yes. on this case. Quite a bit. And um, I actually listened to Serial put out a new episode this week on Tuesday. Uh, kind of, you know, a just uh, here's what happened. Right. Why he's out type scenario. Um, so I did listen to that this morning because I was like, I haven't listened to this in years. Right, right, right. So well, there, what's going on? 
Well, there's some movement going on if you're in the EU. Apple wants your website address for podcasting. And it's it's really following the introduction of what's called the EU Omnibus Directive, which is focused on consumer protection legislation. And basically, uh, you may be subject to corresponding obligations in certain affected countries, such as Apple Podcasts. So in the Apple podcast now displays the show URL as of a means to provide contact and other information may be required by the directive. So right. essentially, if you do not have your .com or your website landing page in the link tag of your RSS feed, you're going to need to sign into Apple select your show, and in the show details, add a show website. And this should be, again, the website that someone can use to contact you. That's the key to know where the show originates. I understand the reasoning behind it. It makes sense. I don't necessarily love it, but I understand. So I'm assuming then probably your hosting provider's URL, like if you've got a blueberry.com forward slash site name or a blueberry.net WordPress site, those are going to suffice as well, as long as, and in addition to your, your, your .com. So right. uh, just be aware of this. Um, really, I think it's important that you have that link there anyway. It tells Google where home is, um, but it's part of the EU's, uh, it's all about this privacy. And yeah, uh, it gives, gives people something to think about. And a good example of this is how podcast, like how widespread podcasting is, is that, yeah, you might be in the U.S. or in a different country or a different continent or whatever, um, but anyone can listen to it, including people in the EU. That's right. So this is not just for those that are in the EU. This is mm-hmm. for every podcaster that wants their show to be shown up, shown in the EU. This is a requirement. Yeah, it's so, made available there, so they want you to yeah. keep up with it. So uh, there's a new stats player in town. This is like the 10th one, I think. It's mm-hmm. called it's called Open Podcast Prefix Project OP three I think is what they're going by. And what's unique about this is and, and a little caution: any if you do run this prefix, your stats will be public. Um, everything oh, they so that's what this is doing. Oh yeah, it's public stats along with public. Uh, people can see the code that's wow. being used for the redirect. So it's a hundred percent open. You cannot keep your stats private. Okay. Uh, people have insights into your audience publicly. So just be aware again that if you use the open Open podcast prefix project, the OP3 project, <laughs> uh, your stats will be out there for everyone to, to bold see. bold option, a bold choice to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and again, they're just getting started. So who knows what the accuracy will be because there's not this, they don't have extensive experience in filtering and mm-hmm. everything else that needs to happen to, to have a good accurate number. So, so just be aware of that if you're over there. And of course, RSS, what powers podcasting, specifically RS 2.0 and the enclosure feed, is now 20 years old. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you think of podcasting, personally, I think of like 2004, 2005, yeah. uh, but I forget that it's technically 2002. Yeah, they put the enclosure tag in. Dave Weiner, and I probably get the history wrong. <laughs> but Dave Weiner and Adam Curry had a discussion about this, or maybe once Adam saw the enclosure tag that Dave had added, maybe it was that one way or the other. I'm not 100% sure who was responsible actually for the enclosure tag. That really has kind of set the things in motion for really what we know in the modern podcast experience today. So 
yeah, hard to believe it's been 20. You know, I'm getting ready to go over 18 years here in a week and a half. And that's uh, amazing. (laughs) Congratulations. Are you tired yet? Uh, Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) tired. (laughs) You know, to think you've been living something for almost 18 years straight is kind of crazy. You know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's like a marriage. Your podcast is an adult. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Spotify has added audiobooks. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting move. I, I believe they mentioned this back in one of their, uh, yeah, one of you their... know, quarterly whatever. Yep. Um, this might actually be something that would get me to listen to audiobooks because I'm already in that app. Yeah. Um, I'm not an I'm not a podcast listener within Spotify. I am strictly music. Sure. Um, but but I, I might do it. I heard there's like a separate section and it's it's not included in your Spotify subscription. The app? Yeah. Well you you have oh, it's it's in app, but I think you go somewhere else to get access to audiobooks. Yeah. I, I think you have to I don't think it's included in whatever you pay a month it, to be on Spotify. Yeah, it says audiobooks will show up with a lock icon on the play button signaling that they need to be purchased in order to listen. Okay, I might not do that. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> it's just like it's just like uh, the other offerings out there. Yeah, you still have, I don't you care have, about this as much. You have to pay for it. It's not it's not part of your subscription. Uh, that would have be- the like premium highest level Spotify thing, as far as I know. Why won't you give me something? Well, because book authors want to be paid for their work. So yeah, okay, that that, I- that four ninety five adds to royalties. You know, I can't be upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, really can't. That's all. No, okay, that's on me. I take it back. <laughs> because there is no. Um, luckily, book writers are still semi protected in the type of royalties they get for their content. They can set the price of their books. They can set the split. Uh, if they, you know, it's really self-published, you can do yeah, yeah. whatever they want to some extent. So and they, they, as my opinion is they have to eat just like podcasters do. Maybe at some, mm-hmm. someday we'll be like, we'll be like authors and be able to set our price for our content. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. You kind of can do it now, but you know, it's not, everything is free, but you know how it is. There's a little bit of premium here and there. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Best practice trial runs. Oh, I I bet you put this in here. Don't skip out and decide ah. it's unnecessary to test out your equipment. Even those that have done this before, podcast equipment is best tested multiple times and with multiple people. <laughs> I will say, I came into this podcast today with no problems. <laughs> and did you walk into the studio, turn everything on, and everything worked? No, I had to update something. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, something wanted an update. You yeah, did. that's why I came in 20 minutes early. <laughs> it's, you know, it never fails. Either this, the computer wants an update or, you know, who knows. But it's, you know, it's, I feel bad. All that equipment is set in the office, kind of lonely for months and months on end. And then yeah. we come in and want it to work on demand. And uh, sometimes it says yes or no. Yeah. You know? It's. It's partially on me because we're I'm not in here often enough for it. But that's but the, yeah. the trial <laughs> and testing with multiple people. like That's the thing. That new podcast, Mike, that I got, um, I will be testing with Mike yeah. and I will be testing with you yep. and probably someone else. And I, see I, I have a, how I have it works a, out. I have a friend that just started a podcast and they just went like go they went cold and they went hardcore right from the beginning and i was kind of like i took kind of a deep breath because against everything you recommend something is going to go sideways and it didn't on the first but it did on the second so yes test 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 
All right, going to go move into Blueberry News. We've got a great blog post up. How Radio Experience Can Translate to Podcasting by Meryl Clemma. So give us the, the Reader's Digest version on this. Yeah, let me open it up and see what the the main things were. Segments. Radio is huge on segments, especially like the morning shows, any type, anything with news, that type of stuff. Um, it gives something people to remember. Involve your audience in every way that you can. Give them shout outs, have them call in, do whatever you want. That's one of the really cool things. Like I don't really listen to live shows, right. but I know a ton of them will have people call in while they're doing live and then like they'll still keep it in the the podcast episode that they put out. Yep. Um prizes. Awesome. That's kind of a no-brainer. Prizes yep. and um the show goes on no matter what you feel like. Oh yeah. You know, well, you know, I I've I've changed my opinion on that a little yeah. bit. I used to be like I'd podcast just like the mailman. I, I would if I was sick it didn't matter. I mm-hmm. went. And now you know, I don't know if someone wants to hear me coughing or sneezing or sniffling. So mm-hmm. I have a tendency now to either because I'm on a schedule. So but yeah. if you're not on a schedule and you can pre-record or post-record a couple ahead of times then you can yep. plan for for when you feel under the weather. Plan for life. Yeah. And, yeah. And life. That's exactly right. Just like Monday, I planned on doing a show and yep. life got in the way. But my show's such that there's no way to make it up. You just skip. Mm-hmm. You just skip. You yeah. go on. Yeah. I mean, that goes right into the next point here, which is listeners want authenticity. Yep. So that can be the level of, you know, someone coughing through an episode and not being fully with it. Or it can just be listeners getting authenticity of saying, no, we're skipping. That's right. And I do think, too, energy is a big level. If you've had a rough day and you come home and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this. Well, maybe you shouldn't do this unless you, you know, drink three Red Bulls. And I don't recommend that medically. But, <laughs> you know, if you, you know, you know what I mean, just have some caffeine yeah. and a couple cups of coffee to try to get the, you know, the engine running. Um, I think really that state of mind going into pulling up the mic is is good and uh, yeah. it's needed. Let's talk a little bit about getting started. Well, we're having a webinar. Uh, This is open, open to everyone. Yeah, you don't have to be hosting. You don't have to be using stats. It's it's just flat out. Are you interested in learning about podcasting? And if so, we want to help answer your questions. That's right. So this is a little new spin. We actually announced it in a couple of the podcast newsletters. So we're going to be doing this Mm -hmm. and hope that anyone that wants to get started in podcasting will or has a question about podcasting tunes in on Tuesday, September 27th. We're going to be free from 4th. 30 to about 5:30 Eastern. You do have mm-hmm. to register to to get the invite, but that link will be up in the show notes. Blueberry Pro Tip. This is an interesting one. Marking edit points in your recording. Hi, it's Toby Goodman here. Today, a little nugget from the world of TV and film adapted for podcasting. On TV and film sets all around the world, two things need to happen to capture a recording. Number one, the cameras need to be on. and Number two, the sound needs to be on. You might hear the term rolling because you may remember back in the good old days, we used to use actual film. In my country, we call movies films. Anyway, only after those two things happen can the director say the word action. And when the word action is said, you may see a clapperboard. 
Seeing as a clapperboard emoji is available, I'm going to assume you know what one is. But for the sake of inclusion, if you don't know what one is, it's a black piece of wood you can write on. For example, episode 23, scene 2. It has a hinge that makes a nice loud snapping sound when you lift it and clap it together. The sound that the clapperboard makes assists in synchronising the picture and sound. By clapping the clapperboard together, the image of the sound waveform creates a short, sharp peak showing where the scene starts. That is still true today as we capture audio directly to our computer hard drives. As podcasters, we can use the same technique to help us record our solo podcasts, opening segments and interruptions in interviews so that when we come to edit, we can see at a glance where our recordings start and stop. So if you've ever found yourself wanting or needing to say something again, take a breath and clap loudly. You don't need a board if you're at your desk before you continue. It can potentially save you hours in the edit. If you'd like to save 100% of your edit time, you can reach out to us and see how we can help you improve your podcast production. Although we will still encourage clapping. So come and say hi over at blueberrypro.com. And I think Mike is joking here saying clap. Well, (laughs) I mean, that's personally what I have done a lot of the time, like in ones that aren't going live. Yeah. When you truly screw up or know, like we need to take this out. Yeah. Make a make a big noise. Yeah. On that audio file that you can easily find. So some of the digital audio recording devices allow you to put a mark. There's Mm -hmm. a function for that, but you have to reach over and click something. I always have thought a a bump on the mic. That's what I've done in the past when, again, if you're not live, a clap will work. Something that will be distinct so you can see that marker Mm -hmm. in the recording to know where to go to. Or if nothing else, uh, have a pen and paper next to you and write down the time hack. If if you can see the timer, but that'll help you find those spots uh, that need a little bit of TLC. Especially if you're not a person who does thorough editing, if you're kind of someone who just cleans up the problems that you see or like the beginning and end type thing. If you're not going through the entire full recorded file, then this is a really good thing to remember. Even even when I've done um, live and I've made a big mistake, Mm -hmm. I will do like a dramatic pause and that will leave enough air so I can easily see the time hack. Yeah, you know uh, what that looks like. You know yeah. what dead air looks like but, on file. Yeah. Yep. So I can go through, scroll through. So, okay, here it is mm-hmm. and, and do the edit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So mark edit points. Uh, just find a way to do it and come up with yours. You can even you know do a click next to the microphone and that, that'll have a tendency to even sometimes show up as well as a spike. All right. No interview this week, but we do have a question of the week. This is an interesting one. This one we could spend an hour on alone. <laughs> Very open-ended. We have quite a bit that we can say on this one. Yeah. So what is a good, unorthodox way that can help you grow your community slash listeners? Unorthodox. Something that's not normal. Something mm. a little off the wall. Yeah. Um, it's the- not super unorthodox, but I have seen billboards for podcasts. And one Woo. of the times it, it worked on me. That's, really did. That's ex- that's an expensive marketing way to go. Yeah. I've also seen um like if I'm traveling to different cities, I'll just mention it in my show that I'm doing I'll do a meetup and I'll just meet some people at a bar. Oh, that's cool. 
And it's you just have to be in a big enough city to mm-hmm. do that. And you maybe get four, five, ten people show up. It's not necessarily unorthodox, but it's a good way to build community. Um, and it's, usually pretty inexpensive. You don't necessarily have to pay the tab. You just invite people in and and have a you know a little bit of social time. Maybe have yeah. some food. That's that's a good way. And cool if you're like paying attention to your stats and you're going to a city that you know is doing well in your stats because we have like the metropolis areas in the U.S. at least that tell you that. So there are some IRS rules about this, but you would be able to write that off if you had a meeting with listeners as a Mm -hmm. promotion marketing piece. You may not be able to pay off the trip, but you might be able to pay off that dinner and, and some drinks that would, again, check with your tax attorney. Yeah, always. Or tax uh, accountant or whatever you have. Yeah. So, you know, there's lots of, I think people are probably at this point needing to start thinking about different ways. And, you know, if you've got the budget and you're in a market that is, I guess, not so crazy expensive, maybe even a radio ad, you know, maybe that, but you know, that usually is not inexpensive. That's probably a three to $5,000 investment. That feels more like a small town type thing. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, especially if there's like dedicated listeners to that, or if you're doing some segments that are going on there, like if you have a special guest or you're doing something local, yeah. I think unorthodox, though, is also calling the radio station or calling your local newspaper and sending them an email and say, hey, I'm celebrating 50, 100, two years. What are, I've got a special guest. And oftentimes they're looking for Phil. So yeah. they're looking That's for the, the radio blog post that we were talking about earlier, where it's like include your audience. You know, this is when you call in and they're looking to have that fill time and you say, yep. hey, I'm a podcaster and here's my show. Go listen to it. It's yep. fun. It's the anniversary. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And again, and letting them know that you've had a special guest. So sometimes mm-hmm. they'll cover that. It doesn't hurt to have your local newspaper, radio stations, all those on a group mailing list to say, hey, I had author so-and-so or I had, uh, you know, this is my and. Every little bit helps. And depending on the market you're in, maybe you want to do bigger. Maybe like in my small town, we're a very, very small market here. So maybe I would email Battle Creek and Jackson and Kalamazoo, everything that's like within a one hour, something that would be like local television mm-hmm. uh, area. And and I've had good success when I was in Hawaii doing that. And that's a little bit unorthodox, but it's something I always tell content creators to think about. You know, Another one might be like at a, at live events. Mm-hmm. Um, like I went to a music festival this past weekend and um, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast. They did like a live episode, their first one ever. Um, I mean, it's a, a very popular podcast because it's related to the show and it's hosted by the actual characters, like the, the um, actors and creators. But like I knew about it, but the friend that I was at the festival with had no idea like that they were going to be there. Like they have oh. never watched the TV show and they're like, okay, well, cool. Now I know that there's a podcast. Like if I ever want to yep. watch the show or listen to the podcast, like now I at least know that it exists and like know what it's about because she was there at the fest. Otherwise, she probably just... And there's lots of note. there's lots of local events where you might be able to just get a table yeah, and put some stickers and put some flyers mm-hmm. on there. And it might cost you 25 bucks or 50 for a little table at an event. You don't even have to man it. You know, you just have some materials laid yeah. out and some signage and you're good. So there's lots of little ways to think outside the box to grow the show and build awareness, especially if you're in a community. Don't be afraid to go out there and, and uh, you know, beat the bushes to try to to promote. 
So anyway, there are some unorthodox ways that you can help grow your listeners. But if you've ever had a question on the show and you'd like us to answer that, you can drop an email to mike at blueberry.com, audio, text, or video, and we may use it. We can also, you can also post a question on the Blueberry podcasting Facebook group or on Instagram, wherever you may check us out socially. Mm-hmm. And of course, the best place for support with any Blueberry product service or ticket system at blueberry.com forward slash support. Tickets give the whole team access rather than direct emails or calls. So uh, again, you're coming this week from the Blueberry Studio in Columbus. I am. Yeah. If anyone would like to send a podcast sticker, please send a self-addressed envelope and we will send you one back. That's right. We have a whole little section of our own podcasters shows of their stickers and we would love to add yours. I have a sticker board that I just filled up for my other show. It's absolutely yeah. full. So it's always fun to uh, see different uh, show art and so forth. But again, we've been coming to you this week from uh, the new media production studio in Coatter and the Blueberry Studio in Columbus. And of course, we've got that survey going on. You want to talk a little bit about the survey? Yes, we revamped our listener survey earlier this year, and we would love to hear from you. So this means, yes, you are listening to Podcast Insider, and we want to know more about you so that we can figure out what type of content you want. We just want to understand you a little bit better. That's all we want. So fill out the survey. It's free. It takes like two minutes. You can skip whatever questions you want if you're not comfortable or don't care. And that's all. Yep, it's easy. Surveys.blueberry.com forward slash podcast insider. Link is in the show notes. You can always schedule one-on-one with me. Hosting customers only. Email Todd at Blueberry.com. Christian schedule tech checkup with Mike. Again, hosting customers only. Email Mike at Blueberry.com. That's Blueberry without the E's because we couldn't afford the E's. And if someone wants to buy them for us, they can. I think it's about $2 million at this point. Yeah. So... But uh, cool, two million. Yeah. So, want to thank everyone that was on. I know we had a few people watching live. Appreciate you all being here. And uh, Mackenzie, any parting thoughts before we get out of here? No, I will be here and probably back here in about two weeks. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Insider. Everyone, take care. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye bye.